The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is always presented by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Who else would present it? We love DraftKings. We love the Even Money Podcast. When I say we, I mean me, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, bunch of podcasts. Check me out now at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or us at Ross Tucker Pod. He is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Las Vegas, Steve Fezzik. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm excellent, Ross. Happy holidays to you. No time to dilly-dally, man. There's no bye weeks. There's a bunch of games. A lot of people want to get our thoughts on them. We will first start, though, with the recap of last week, presented by DraftKings, of course. So both the recap and all of our bets for this week, all of the lines we use are on DraftKings as of the time when we record the show. So... Last week, Steve, we started off with a nice best bet. Chargers, Raiders. Chargers were getting three and a half. They won 30 to 27. And in overtime, man, Steve, it looked like we might end up having a chance to lose that bet. Thank goodness they held the Raiders to a field goal and then went down and scored a touchdown. Although even just holding to a field goal, we were in good shape. That that was at that point like the only way we could possibly lose that bet was if the Chargers chargered it, but it didn't happen. Nice start off the week with a two-unit best bet victory. And the Raiders raided it, not going for it, fourth and short from the Charger five. And you hear all this talk, hey, valuations of all these of all these teams over a billion dollars, well over it, and yet Raiders freeze it. They have over a 70% chance to win if they go for it. If they kick the field goal, it's right around 50-50. Ah, who cares about the math? They kick the field goal. Good for us. Wow. All right, so that was the best bet. 
next week, the uh, next game, Saturday, I thought that my Buffalo Bills, my beloved Buffalo Bills, would have a letdown against the Broncos. That is not what happened. I took the Broncos getting six and a half points. They got slaughtered 48-19. That was a two-unit loser. Panthers, Packers. We both had the Packers in teasers, Steve. I had them with the Colts. Teased from eight and a half down to two and a half. You had them with the Patriots. Packers win by eight. It wasn't pretty, but our teaser, that leg of it was good. Texans, Colts, nothing. You had a lean for the Texans. That ended up being the right side. Lions, Titans, nothing. Bucks, Falcons, nothing. We both had a lean. To, oh, I take that back. I had a lean to the Bucks. You had one unit on the Bucks, laying the five and a half. They win 31-27. You would have been in the money if they didn't get off to such a terrible start, Steve. Or if the refs could spot the ball correctly when Fournette was clearly half a yard short and, eh, just give it to them. It's fine. Game over. If uh, they spot it correctly, Bucks by seven. What? Oh, because they kick a field goal then. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't think of that. Oh, good point. Patriots-Dolphins. You put two units, Steve, on the under. What a great call there. 22-12. 34 points in that one. Under was 41.5 at DraftKings. So you got two units there. Seahawks-Washington. This is interesting. Because the line was five. Bry said five. I had written down five and a half, Steve. I went back and listened back to it. Brian clearly says five. I say I'll take Seattle laying five and a half. You know, whoever says the line, whether it's Brian or me today, because Brian's off for this episode, that's the official line. So ends up being a push. What do you think about that? Bry said five. The line at the time was five. For some unknown reason, I wrote down five and a half and said five and a half. What are the odds that that half a point ends up being the difference between a push or not? Well, we always go by the DraftKings line, and that's only one book. So inevitably, there's going to be situations where you get it, where I'm sure DraftKings was at five and a half, but the overall market was largely at five. So bottom line, anyone who bet it, who shopped at all, pushed laying the five on the number. So I think you should take the minus five because that actually was the prevalent number at the time. Yeah, and I might have written down five and a half because I might have looked at a different book from a different show I do and whatever. So anyway, that was a push for me. Shouldn't have been a push. I mean, Russell Wilson throws a pick. It Montez Sweat jumps 10 feet in the air, tips it up. Deron Payne catches it. Dwayne Haskins, before he went to the strip club, Took the Washington team down for a touchdown. Unbelievable. What was really good to me, Steve, was getting the three and a half points. It worked in the Chargers. I did it for both the Cowboys against the Niners, the Bears against the Vikings. They both won outright, Steve. Two units from the Cowboys. Two units from the Bears. That was awesome. I thought the Jags could keep it close. So did you. That was a best bet. Seemed like a good spot for the Jags. Bad spot for the Baltimore Ravens. That would have been incorrect. The Ravens won 40-14. to 14. 
We got slaughtered. That was the best bet that we lost. Nothing on the Rams-Jets, thankfully. Eagles-Cardinals, Saints-Chiefs, or Browns-Giants. We did have another best bet on the Steelers last night, Steve. I put one unit on it. I don't like laying that many points. I only put one unit on it, laying 12 and a half, which, by the way, we got a great number. That number got up to like 14 and a half, 15, Steve. And you put two units on it. I had one unit on it. The Bengals beat the Steelers 27-17. I cannot believe we had two 15-plus point underdogs win outright, and that cost us the best bet, Steve. And it's been a year that we've seen relatively few, if any, big upsets. The biggest one prior to this week, I believe, was the G-Men winning in Seattle as an 11-point dog. In most NFL years, you see one or two of these a month. So it has been um, few and far between these big upsets. I'll say this about Pittsburgh, completely wrong side, obviously. But um, whenever I can lace a number that's two points better than the closer, I'm never embarrassing for the loss because I got it in good at the good number and you could have just scalped it back, played plus 14 and a half, very profitable middle. Although I will say this, I've got a friend, I tell him all the time, that was a great bet. It was scalpable. And you know what he tells me, Ross? Scalp it then. Scalp it. (laughs) It's a good point, Steve. It's a good point. Um, In terms of the teasers, mine came through. I had the Packers and the Colts. Fortunately, Kiki Kuti fumbled for me at the goal line. So that was a two-unit win for me. You had the Packers and the Patriots. Patriots teased up to plus eight and a half. Three units, Steve. Three units. You went big. I'm still, to be honest with you, with all of the guys, the Dolphins didn't have their two starting receivers, their starting tight end, or their starting running back, and the Patriots still lost by 10. The, these are different days for New England. And freeze it. New England's down 10, two minutes to play. They're on the 23-yard line, fourth and three. At that point, I'm saying to myself, I'm good. New England's going to kick the field goal. I'm going to cover the teaser. And somehow the genius who kind of invented kick the field goal down two scores and then try to get the ball back, decides to go for it. I just don't understand that decision. It was an expensive one for me. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. He, he's he's they, They've had a lot of issues that you never see from that team before this year. All right. So for the year, uh, or for the week, I was up four units. You were down four units. Year to date, I am up 15 units. You are up two units, and on our best bets, we were one and two this week, which means for the year, we are 20 and 19, right around that 51% strike rate. Interestingly, we're 55% on the line, 25% on the total, 50% on the teasers when it comes to our best bets. All right. Week 16 in the NFL is here. All of these lines always courtesy of DraftKings. We will start Vikings and the Saints. I will be calling that game, Steve, Christmas Day. 
The Saints are laying seven points. The totals 51 and a half. Yeah, and my power ratings only make it six, but I cannot play the Vikings. There's the dream crusher, Ross. The Vikings, after starting one and five, got back into playoff contention, but losing that coin flip game against the Bears, the one thing as a better I want to avoid is a team that suddenly, especially a team like the Vikings, that's used to contending for playoff bursts year after year, and now there will be no playoffs because of that. I can't back the Vikings, but I don't like what I saw from Drew Brees. That was a minor miracle that the Saints pushed against the number last week. I'll pass. This is a pass for me as well. You know, the Vikings have enough firepower to keep it close against New Orleans. I do think there'll be a decent amount of points, but 51 and a half sounds about right to me. So I've got no play here. Um, If there's a forced lean... Uh, I guess I would, I don't know, take the Vikings and the points. They beat them last year in the playoffs. Force lean, I'll take the seven, Steve. Force lean, I'll tease the Saints down with some other teasers we'll talk about. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Saturday. We got three games on Saturday. Three of them. Let's start with the Bucks and the Lions. The Bucks are laying nine points. The total is 53 and a half. So I'm going to go ahead and lean to the Lions here. I got to wonder about how excited or motivated Tampa Bay is to spend their Christmas weekend in Motor City here. And Detroit, I know, got blown out last week, but they're minus three in turnovers. With Stafford back, I think they have enough firepower to keep this game close. You know what? I'll actually put one unit on the Lions. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad bet. Uh, I'm certainly going to lean Lions uh, because I just the Bucks are like a Jekyll and Hyde team. I just wonder a little bit with Stafford's health and going against that Bucks pass rush. It's just a lean for me with Detroit. San Francisco is getting four and a half points from the Arizona Cardinals. In a game that is in Arizona. I don't even know who the home team is. I just know either way it's in Arizona. Yeah, you nailed it. And I actually think it's a sneaky good spot for San Francisco, who played very well last week in the stats, but lost the game to the Cowboys. If I'm stuck in Arizona for the Christmas week here, and I've been there for the last couple weeks, I kind of feel like it's the 49ers that aren't going to have the distractions that you're going to see Arizona have. So I think that's an advantage for the 49ers. I will say this Arizona, Kyler Murray, healthy again, wasn't carrying the ball hardly at all the last two games. He's gone back to more usage. That makes Arizona a better team. Uh, Some sharps are on Arizona. I disagree with them. I would lean San Francisco. Yeah, it's a lean San Francisco for me as well. They have really been on the wrong side of the turnover luck the last couple games. I don't think that that will necessarily continue. However, Arizona's pass rush has been very good. Nick Mullins, not good against the rush, that's for sure. I'll just lean San Francisco for some of the reasons you already articulated, Steve. Next up, it's the Miami Dolphins against the Las Vegas Raiders, two Hawaiian quarterbacks. Not sure if that has ever happened before. Marcus Mariota, and Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Not sure who the Dolphins are getting back this week yet. It is Tuesday morning. 
However, I like what I saw from Mariota. The line is the Dolphins laying two and a half, total 47 and a half. I am going to tease the Raiders up to plus eight and a half through the three and seven. I think Mariota is trying to earn a starting job. I think he plays well. Dolphins offensively are a little bit challenged. So I'm teasing the, the Raiders up to plus eight and a half. And I will pair that with the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers going against Washington. And they're getting two and a half. I think Carolina keeps that game close against Washington. Alex Smith probably back, but he's a little bit banged up. So Raiders and Carolina, both tees from two and a half up to eight and a half. Two-team, two-unit teaser. I'm going to go ahead and play the total in this game. I'm going to go over for two units. Let's face it, Miami played a dead nut under team in New England last week. Well, this week they get to play a dead nut over team and the Raiders who can't stop anyone. And the Raiders are out of the playoffs now as well. And so I think that that will give the Raiders even more incentive to air it out here. I'll go over for two units. Up next, let's get to the Sunday slate. Falcons, Chiefs. Falcons are catching 11 right now, Steve. You know, the Chiefs somehow have won six in a row and they've not covered any of them. And, of course, Kansas City's 22-1. and So, talk about a team that really, truly seems to be able to turn the switch on and off. And if that's the case, they probably aren't going to cover the 11-point spread, but I will just lean to the Falcons. I'm going to go Falcons for one unit. Kansas City hasn't covered in forever. The Falcons have pretty good firepower. Matt Ryan played well. I'll go just one unit on Atlanta. I think they lose by seven to 10 points. So one unit on the Atlanta Falcons catching 11 points. Total in that game, by the way, 53 and a half. What about the Browns? They're laying nine and a half points against the New York Jets. And the total is 46 and a half, Steve. Yeah, so Baker Mayfield had those three bad games where – he uh, had to play in, in the weather. So horrible wins against Vegas and then the Houston game, bad weather, Philly, bad weather. Since then, Mayfield's been great. The last four games, he's got a QBR that would put him number one in the league by margin. So I have stood up and noticed, and Cleveland's a much better team you know, because of that. I'm going to just not throw this out as an official play because it's it, – when we're grading this, it's minus 130 on a seven-point teaser. But I think teasing Cleveland down to two and a half is a play that you certainly should consider. Consider So a lean to that seven-point teaser. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy lean for me with the Browns. I, I don't like laying nine and a half, not after the Jets won a game and they're feeling good about themselves. They're probably poised for a letdown. But, you know, nine and a half is a lot of points in the NFL. Gase and Darnold trying to save face. Darnold trying to save his job. So I think Cleveland's the right side. I would lay the nine and a half, but it's just a lean at this point. The G-Men, the Giants getting 10 and a half points against the Ravens, Steve. The suddenly hot Ravens. Yeah, you know, the Ravens, I paid the price going against them, but this is truly a bully type of team that when they're a big favorite they can just get it rolling, and you, if you can't stop that run, they're just going to go ahead and keep scoring. 
because of that. So I'm going to lean to Baltimore in this game. Boy, that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to put one unit on the Giants. Uh, you know, I think these teams that aren't bad, like the Falcons and the Giants, getting more than 10 points, um, I'm going to take them. I think Daniel Jones is back. You know, they weren't that bad against Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield was just on fire. So only one unit, but the Giants getting 10 and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. All right. We've got the Bears. We've got the Jags. The Bears are laying seven and a half, Steve. Yeah, let's go ahead and tease Chicago down to one and a half. You know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and let's see who I want to tease them with here. I can tell you right now, I'm doing it with Houston. I'll do it with Houston as well. I like that. So that'll be, that'll be a two-unit play for me. Um, you know, Trubisky ran the ball eight times against Minnesota. Year-to-date, the most he's run is four. So when Trubisky was a rookie and he was like number three in the league in QBR, he ran the ball a lot. He's so much better as a quarterback when he's willing to take it and run. And I'm assuming with the Bears still in the playoff hunt that that will continue. So I'll go ahead and do that two-team teaser for two units. I'm with you. I I think the Texans – look, the Bengals is a bad spot for the Bengals coming off the Monday night game against Pittsburgh. I don't see Houston losing that game. Houston tees down from eight and a half to minus two and a half. Bears, I can't see them losing to Jacksonville. Tees from minus seven and a half down to minus one and a half. That is a two-unit, two-team teaser for me as well. Thought long and hard about making that a three-unit one, Steve, but I don't like doing that when there's two different games involved. So, all right, two units, two-team teaser for both those. Now we move on to the Colts and the Steelers. The Colts are laying one and a half points. All right. So the Steelers on the look ahead line were favored in this game by three. So there's been a big adjustment. Obviously, we need to make a big adjustment because the Steelers, that was really awful last night. They played a terrible game, deserving of being downgraded significantly, even with that downgrade. I got to tell you, the Steelers play better at home. Their back's against the wall. And... I agree. The Colts right now, a slightly better team, but I think the Steelers absolutely bring it in this game. You know, I'll put one unit on the Steelers. Interesting. Uh, they, they just look like a broken team to me, and I think if they could have fixed it, they would have fixed it for the Bengals game. I'm going the other way. I'm laying the point and a half with the Colts, and I'm putting two units on it. We're going head-to-head on that one, Steve. I'm, I'm riding that the Steelers stink until they don't stink anymore. Next game is Carolina and Washington moved to a 4.05 p.m. game. They uh, ended up uh, right now, Carolina's getting two and a half. As I said earlier, I teased that up with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm already taking Carolina plus the eight and a half, two unit, two team teaser. And I think Washington's probably going to go back to Alex Smith, right? But um, I'm really not sure if he's going to be 100%. With that uncertainty, I'm going to pass the game. Denver against the Chargers. The Broncos are getting three and a half points, Steve. Well, that was truly awful what happened to the Denver secondary against Josh Allen on Saturday. Until I get an injury report that shows they're getting guys back in the secondary, I want no part of this team. I got to check the injury report, though. I pass. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, man. I'm, I'm taking the Broncos. I, I'll probably regret it, but I love getting three and a half of a game I think is kind of a toss-up. I'm only going to put one unit on it, though, for the reason you just mentioned, a little bit concerned about the secondary. But Broncos plus three and a half for me. Chargers winning three straight games would be like a miracle, but they might do it. All right, Rams and Seahawks. Rams are getting two points, Steve. Yeah, so the Rams, interesting. It's clear they don't trust Goff because even when they were down on Sunday, they kept going to Acres and trying to run the ball knowing Goff was not going to be able to win the game for them. So that is really, really concerning. Uh, whenever I, I have a monster favorite that loses, I'm looking to bet on them. So I'm going to lean to the Rams in this game, but I just don't trust Goff. Just to lean. Yeah. You know what? I'm taking the Rams. I'm, I'm taking the Rams. I'm getting the two points. Should probably tease it with something, right, Steve? But I don't I don't really see anything to tease it with. I'm taking the Rams. I, I think they're going to bounce back in a major way. Seattle, I don't think, is really playing that great right now. I don't feel a ton of value only getting two points on it, though. So I'll just go one unit, the Rams, plus the two. Next game. Eagles, minus two against the Cowboys. Yeah, very interesting how the Cowboys, second straight game where the scoreboard said they're doing great. The stats, not so much. So the stats were pretty equal against the Bengals, and then the Cowboys were major outplayed in the stats by the Niners, but come up with the eight-point win. So I want to go against Dallas, but the market's well aware that Dallas is no good. Look at this line. The market is buying into Hertz and why not? As well as he's played the last two weeks, that certainly has been solid. And look at the history late in the year when these two teams play. You don't want any part of the Cowboys. The Eagles absolutely come up big in this game seemingly uh, every time in recent history. So I will lean Eagles. That's me as well. I think the Eagles win the game. Um, they're laying two points, which isn't much. But the Cowboys have at least been winning. They've at least been playing harder and still not exactly sure what to expect from Hurts, although so far so good through two games. Just a strong lean to the Eagles minus two for me. Tennessee at Green Bay. Sunday night football. Maybe frozen tundra at Lambeau Field. The Titans are getting three and a half points, Steve. Both of these teams seem to be leaking oil a little bit last week when they played and uh, both got the win, but they didn't get the cover. And frankly, that's the second game now. I, I, I just, excuse me, Tennessee actually did play well, um, but that was a game where uh, the final score was not as indicative as what the overall stats were. So I stand corrected there. I will say this, Derrick Henry, dude got almost 400 carries last year. He's getting all these carries this year. He's not slowing down at all. So he's just an alien compared to every other running back in the league. You know, the Packers just seem like a team that uh, has a great record that we'd make money fading, betting against each and every week. I'm going to lean to the Titans. I'm taking the Titans. I love getting three and a half points. That must be that might be my thing now. I think it's a toss-up game. I think Derrick Henry runs the ball down the Packers' throat. Now, I think the Packers will be able to throw on Tennessee – but it'll be a little bit of game of keep away. Two units, Tennessee getting three and a half points against Green Bay. 
Monday night, Steve. I'll be there as well. It's the Bills and the Patriots. Patriots are getting six and a half points. Yeah, very interesting. So Patriots, the dream crusher, they're out of everything. Now, normally the Bills on a winning streak, you know, they're seven and one. They could be eight. No, it was just the Hail Mary was their only loss. And uh, nine days now for the Bills to prepare. Whenever you get a team that historically has not been that good and then is having a monster record year, that's a team that usually keeps their foot on the gas pedal thinking, you know, we could be the best Buffalo team since 1995 or whatever. I could only look towards Buffalo in this game, but it's just a lean. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to lay the six and a half, two units. You know, the Patriots, boy, they're really struggling right now. That Miami team had nobody, and they lost by 10. Meanwhile, I don't think Sean McDermott and the Bills organization likes New England. And national television, the the script is flipped for the first time in forever. I think this is going to be like Karate Kid. And they're going to show no mercy. No mercy at all, Sensei. I like the Buffalo Bills to stomp the Patriots on Monday Night Football. I will lay the six and a half points to units. That'll do it. Sweep the leg, Ross. Sweep Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, Josh Allen. Sweep the leg. Uh, I'm going – that'll do it. Boy, I got a lot of bets. I got two teasers and a bunch of one units, two units. Hopefully it's another winning week. I like being up four units for the week. Check out Steve on social so you can get all his picks for everything. At Fezzik Sports, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.